What's up, you guys? Welcome to the May 31st edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to talk some NBA Finals and what I think may be the best story I've ever heard in my entire life for the 76ers. With me to do so is Dr. A, Steve Alexander. What's up, man? Nothing, man. What's up? Not much, man. I'm still, I'm still feeling giddy from this whole Colangelo collar thing. It's so good. Yeah, it's so some... good. Like, it's perfect. I've got a couple burner sports lined up. I mean, I'm kind of feeling still really into my my Braves are still playing pretty well. And the Golden Knights story uh, outside of the burner Colangelo story is is friggin' amazing. Um, Do you think this helps their case for an NBA team? What's that? Do you think this helps their case for an NBA team? I think it kind of does. Probably. I mean – I, I can't believe that an ex- expansion team is in their sports finals. It's it's un, unheard of. Yeah. So it's pretty fun. Pretty cool story. Yeah. Think about like the NBA teams took so long. Like when the Raptors and the Grizzlies, like they took forever to be decent. But um, and the Texans for Houston, I know they took a while. They were terrible for years and years. All right. Before we do get down to business, with uh, we're going to talk a lot about Colangelo just because like I have to do this. I don't really know anyone around here that's like I just I just I just had to talk about it. So before we do, um, let's talk about our sponsor draft. And as you know, it's OTA season. We're getting close to fantasy football season. I know the Rotor World Football guys are turning out their draft guide, which we'll be doing soon too. Um, draft. They have these new best ball leagues. It's great on the app. You can go to draft.com as well. As we've been saying, it's pretty much like a season long league. They basically set your roster for you. You don't have to make trades. You can actually live your life. And not have to worry about fantasy all the time. It's kind of nice if you like to play in a lot of leagues. There's times I, I know when I'm in seven, eight, nine, ten fantasy leagues, and it's like, oh my god, I got to set all these lineups. Are you kind of the same way? Yep. Yeah. When like seriously, ten like um, you know, an hour before I have to get sit down an hour before and like spend that whole hour setting my lineup. Like it's it's so rough. So the best ball leagues, you kind of skip that. Any anything else did you like about it? Well, I. I if you're in a bunch of, of season-long football leagues, but you want to do more and you want to have a chance to win some money, like like you said, man, it, you just pick your team at the beginning, uh, and then the app kind of takes care of setting your lineup for you. So you don't really have to do anything once you draft your team. Um, and if you draft a good team, you're going to win. Uh, and it just it gives your, your best performance uh, the starting slot every yep. week. And you're good to go. Yeah, it's it's uh, for money again. It's little as little as three dollars. You could draft it, pop your collar, uh, <laughs> get on a ladder and do it. You know, kick someone in the BU star star, uh, all that good stuff. So come join us on Draft again. You can download it anytime. Just search Draft in your app store, and you can join a game within minutes, or you can play right from your computer on Draft.com. Whatever's easier for you. For limited time only, all new players get a free entry into the best ball. When you make your first deposit, you just have to enter our promo code, RW. That's right. You play for real money for free just for using our code, RW, on your first deposit. Again, just search Draft in the App Store or go to Draft.com and play for free with promo code, RW. Okay. So if you have not read this Ringer Colangelo story, do it now. We'll pause. Okay, pause. Okay. So welcome back. (laughs) So... It's so good. I'm not going to go over the details, but basically the long and short of it is Jerry Colangelo has five burner accounts, one of which he admitted to, and he's like ripping his players, talking about injury stuff with Nerlens Noel and 
the marijuana stuff with Noel and Okafor and really taking some hilarious shots at Embiid and Simmons. The, uh, there's there's so many good tweets on here. I think if we I just if you look at the tweets, there's some that are the best ones. I think my, there's two that are three that are really really good to me. The first one is that's a normal collar. Find a new slant. Like I think that's just amazing. Like because if you remember, um, like he has huge collars, and if you remember the Ringer game, they had the Hinky's Revenge thing, which I'll talk about in a second as well. Like they put a huge collar on him, and it's just so good, man. Like the collar thing is. Um, Step over pod. They have a t-shirts as well. They have a t-shirt that says "Big Collar Brand," like the like the big collar brand. I, I just uh, what what do you think? Like what do you? I'm gonna go over some others. Let me go over my favorite tweets though. The Ben Simmons shoot a three, you coward. Um, this is from allegedly his wife's tweet, which we'll talk about in a second. Allegedly, it's allegedly everything here, uh, and then also the get on a ladder and kick Joel Embiid in his butt, but butts like blanked out. Like it's it's just so good. Like I, I I can't I can't even wrap my head around it. Uh, it's just it's so perfect. Well, it's like a plot line out of out of a TV show, like Billions or or you know something, where where they they these guys or uh, they they have these burner phones that they use to do their criminal activity with, and then they destroy. the wire. It's like the wire. <laughs> and and it's just it's. It's something out of a movie. Like I don't even think anybody could have written this as a movie. It it will be now. I'm sure there will be a a burner tweet uh, movie coming out in the next year somewhere, and it's probably going to be an incredible thirty for thirty episode at some point. But man, it's and the the great thing is is we don't even know all the details yet. Like there's probably so much more that's coming. Like the stuff that you know about with his wife and the ties to Italy. And I mean, <laughs> the plot is going to be so deep. Yeah. And like, honestly, if you had to pick, and I don't know other franchises as well as the NBA, but like, if I had to pick this to happen to a team, it would totally be the Sixers for so many reasons, because there was a lot of, you know, tension between the fan base and Colangelo because Hinky is the God, you know, Hinky has, like I don't, I'm not even a Sixers fan, and Hinky's like my favorite. And the same, like there's trust the process. The whole Embiid's nickname is the process. He still speaks with Hinky, and like Colangelo didn't really like Hinky. He basically pushed him out with his dad. It's just like so, 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 so perfect. And now they're having an investigation about these tweets. Like it's like the Mueller investigation for like the Sixers. And like, is he gonna have to recuse himself from the team or something? Like a la Jeff Keebler. I mean Jeff Sessions. Or something like that, you know. It's just, it's so, it's so perfect. Well, and is there any way Colangelo is still with the Sixers when the season starts? I, Absolutely I don't see. No, that. I mean, come on. I don't. I don't, see how it's I don't oh, unless it's something where it's like somebody below him or somebody from another team or something like that that they can totally clear it out. Like if it's you know someone, an assistant manager who like has a grand scheme to get him out and knows all the details because like you can see there's a lot of details. That are most people don't know, like the whole like medical stuff, and like there was some stuff that we wouldn't know, and like they were talking about like the still ballers account, which is locked, but there's a couple of tweets that are out there that you know are talking about details. Like this is not some rando, you know. So the other and the, okay, so one person who I think, which is t- pretty funny, like the Sam Hankey angle angle on this. So I mentioned that they had that Sam Hankey Hankey's revenge game, which is hilarious. So there's that. I saw Hinky like shared a couple Ringer articles in his Twitter feed. He doesn't even tweet that much, or just it may have just been one. 
but like Hinky has ties to the ringer. Um, so I don't know if he has a part in this or what, but uh, like, and he has um, he, an angel investor in like AI and stuff. I saw because he lives out, uh, he teaches in Stan, uh, Stanford, so Silicon Valley ties. Obviously, a lot of startups out there. So like, I don't know. Do you think Hinky has any role in this? Uh, I would not be surprised if Hinky um, gave Ringer a heads up, like, yeah. hey. Check this out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think happened. Like, I think, I think, I don't think, I don't think Hinky's like the diabolical guy that like set him up like that. But it wouldn't shock me though, because like apparently Hinky was very much, and we we've seen him just by the way he conducts press conferences. Like he's super quiet, and he's not he doesn't really leak a lot of stuff. The Colangelos don't either. But uh, yeah, man, I, I definitely think the Hink, like the fact that it came out from the Ringer, like it definitely is interesting. And props to the guy who who put that together, man. Like, to have the, all that detail, you have to sit on that for a long time. You know, you, cause you're like you're not going to be able to just piece that together. I mean, these tweets are from. Actually, one other thing I want to mention too. So, someone did this. Someone who um, Rob Rob Perez Worldwide Wob he retweeted someone's detective work, which is great. So these five Twitter accounts that were built. They were all tied to a significant day uh, for the Sixers. So it was when Adam Silver and not the owners were, you know, talking about putting Colangelo in place. That was when one got created. There was some uncertainty with, like, Jeremy Grant and just overall uncertainty. That created one. Uh, Ben Simmons having a setback. There was one created that day. There was Okafor buyout story created one that day. And then um, another Okafor trade story, like, when it was about to go down, was created on... December, like, it's just, you know, it's just, this is, like, so awesome that Twitter is just amazing, and shout out to, um, like Sanity, who's asked me a couple fantasy stuff, he's definitely, he has, he's in some crazy league, um, I just started following him, but he did a lot of this, like, the whole, so, if you're not following, and I hope, you, I really hope you are, so, basically, when you lose your email, when you lose your password, and you want to text it to you, it'll send you the last two digits, right, it'll say star, 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 whatever it is, so you're basically, and if it matches, it's basically a one in a hundred chance. Shout out to Double Zero, that like it matches, and it did. You know, it's changed now that uh, it's not synced anymore. So he made it change it, and that account is the one that has all the gold. Like that's the Eric Junior account, and also it says um, there are other things too, where it's talking about like D'Antoni and defending him, and obviously she's Italian, so they knew that. There was a part where he put or she put, excuse me, or who allegedly the three dollar sign, which is like an Italian thing to do. There was a, another tweet that said uh, Italians can jump when talking about Dante DiVincenzo. Like it's just it's insane. Uh, and then also too uh, the um, Eric Jr. account, which is, we believe is that one uh, for his wife allegedly. Um, said it was about Embiid. He likes to be shirtless a lot. Uh, winky emoticon. Like once I found that, I was like, oh god! Like reading reading that in like an Italian woman voice. You know, it's just it's just I can't I can't take it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just stimulation overload, man. Well, not only is he is Colangelo probably not going to be with the Sixers, he's probably blackballed uh, from the NBA after this. Yeah, this uh, unless, bad. like you said, there's some kid sitting in his basement masterminding all this, and Colangelo is totally innocent. Um, it's just it's it's crazy, and the the fact that. He's throwing the injury stuff out there and the trade stuff, like stuff that's totally like inside the front office 
information out there on Twitter is it's just bad. It has to be. It can't be some rando. It can't be. Like there's just so much perfect stuff on here. Um, there's like there's another thing for Tim Lewakey. I can't pronounce his name, but he was the CEO for Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, and that's you know because Colangelo was with the Raptors for a while, and apparently he didn't get along with Colangelo like at all from 2013 to 2015. And there's some scathing stuff about him. Like this again. This that has to be somebody either super close to him or his wife, or maybe his son. But it doesn't really sound like a son. You know, I don't think it's his dad either. I don't think Jerry is like he's too old to mess with that stuff. But like, and also Colangelo, from what someone reported, um, I, I didn't write down the name, but uh, apparently when he was a guest on the Phoenix show, so you remember Jerry Colangelo was big in Phoenix, had a share in the in the Suns. Um, he would call all the time and just be upset with opinions about him. Like, he has thin skin, you know? And because they're not really speaking to the media much and they have a new approach not to be so open, like, he needs to vent. It makes so much sense, man, that it's him and or his wife or somebody. Like, it, it has to it ha- Again, it has to be one of the – it can't be some rando. It can't be. Well, and they're, they're, the, the accounts are following his son. They're following his son's teammates in college and – like it's it's every arrow points right back to Brian Colangelo. Like it just it's just I can't wait to see what the Sixers say after they conclude their investigation. It better not take as long as Mueller. That's all I know. <laughs> but yeah, man, oh, I can keep talking about this. But it's just it's it's and the Sixers too, man. Like Sixers Twitter is. Really, is they're awesome. You know, they have been through this, and for them to embrace the process the way they did, like, it's just so cool. And I say this all the time. Like, I've basically become a Sixers fan just because I have appreciation for their fan base going through what they did. When you're losing on purpose for, like, basically this the whole ownership, like, the whole Harris ownership has been a mess. Like, you remember, they had Doug Collins, and they made the Bynum trade that was supposed to help them. Set them back hard. That's why they had to bring Hinky in, and to go through all that, and then... Hinky sets it up and then gets pulled out. Like it's so it's so perfect that this it happened like this. You couldn't have written it any better. I love it. Yep. Alright, I think I got all my stuff I wanted to get out, but yeah, check it check it out, man. I mean, there's just I, um they also met in Milan and they were close with D'Antoni. Like that's when the whole like it's it's just it's nuts. Like does Colangelo like not know he's doing it? Like he's like Tyler Durden fight club style. Like <laughs> And also one other quote, too, that I, um, Ace Ventura, I always have this quote from when Ace Ventura, like, rolls into the police place, and it's like, oh, get any good collars lately, or were they leashes, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, God, the collars, the collars. I love it. Okay, let's talk. We're good. I want about 15 minutes of Colangelo talk, 15 minutes of finals talk and Warriors. In case you missed it, Ryan and I talked about the Cleveland Cavs. We talked about you know who has to step up, how much LeBron has to ball out to make this a series, and so forth. But uh, I'll get your take on that. So quickly on, what do you think LeBron's going to average in this series? Who do you think is going to have to step up? Uh, Love, by the way, is probably going to be questionable tonight. Andre Iguodala's out if you missed it. So like again, so Le- uh, LeBron expectations stat wise, who's going to step up and any rotation tweaks? Like Tristan Thompson, as we said, he was basically the worst in the team in net rating against. The Warriors during the season. Do you think he may lose minutes? Stuff like that. What the, the, the floor is yours. Well, first thing I want I want to give Tommy Beer some props for his tweet. Uh, I think it was from yes or the day before yesterday, 
when he said he tweeted that every finals dating back to 1991 has featured six basketball players yeah. Michael Jordan, Akeem Olajuwon, Shaq, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, or LeBron James. That's 28 straight NBA finals dating back to the year before I got married. And I've been married for 25 years. 28 straight finals had one of those six guys in them, including this one. And like that stat to me just blows my mind. I, I know that has nothing to do with the question you just asked me. <laughs> no, it's, it does though. It does. Like that's supposed to show you how awesome LeBron is. Just incredible. And as far as the series, I mean, LeBron's averaging 34 points um, in these playoffs. He leads his team in assists, steals, and blocks. Only Kevin Love is averaging more rebounds than him, only by 0.8. So LeBron is basically doing everything, uh, as we know. And now now Love is questionable because he smashed his head uh, with Jason Tatum and we don't know if he's going to play. He's in the he's in the protocol, so I mean it's going to be all LeBron all the time for Cleveland. I mean I think thirty four points sounds about right. I don't know why it would why it would change uh, too much. Uh, and then other than Love, nobody else on that team is averaging double digits and scoring for the playoffs. So Kyle Korver, George Hill, J.R. Smith, Jeff Green, they're all going to have to step up. Um, somebody's going to have to step up if they're going to hang with, with the Warriors. And, um, you know, I had Houston win it at all. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Uh, I think the Warriors are going to win this series, but uh, I'm not going to write off LeBron James uh, before it starts because he's burned too many people in the past month uh, as it is. So I, I think LeBron's probably going to lead the Cavs in every st- every statistic. Uh, for this series, so Ryan and I were saying like upper thirties for scoring and like triple doubles, pretty much. Because yeah, been, I mean, he's I been close. Like, he's been really close to triple doubles against the Warriors in the finals, especially the year that Love was hurt and Kyrie was hurt. He had like the year like it, when Iguodala won the Finals MVP, and like it was like super close. That everyone thought LeBron had a chance to win it, even though they lost. Like I think yeah. be, I think it'd be better than that. Like LeBron is just on something, man. But, um, yeah, I think 35 points, 10 boards, and 9 assists for average in, yep. the, in the finals is is probably where it's going to be. Yeah, so like if you're playing FanDuel, you pretty much put him in your MVP every time for the one-game slates. Okay, so Warriors. I think, and actually they mentioned this, I was watching the jump yesterday. What's a bigger loss potentially? No Iggy or no love? Like you can make a really strong case for Iguodala. Again, he won finals MVP pretty much because he defended LeBron. And he would have defended LeBron a lot in this series, but he's not feeling good, man. He's uh, He had trouble moving laterally and running, according to Steve Kerr. Or laterally, according to David Aldrich, and then Steve Kerr said he couldn't run over the weekend. He's getting closer. He said he's going to play. He's optimistic he'll play in the finals at some point. But to get ruled out early, you got to assume he's not. He's no good for one and two. Um, but So what do you think? Who, I guess that's a big question there. So, who steps up there? We've seen Kevon Looney really fill in. They've been pretty solid with that lineup overall in the postseason. 26.2 net rating in 74 minutes uh, in the seven games they've used that. So, that's definitely solid. So, do you think Looney fits in for this series? I think so. Um, the the nice, thing for, <laughs> nice thing for Golden State is you, you lose 
Iguodala, who's your LeBron stopper, but you still have Draymond Green to guard him. And Draymond Green is no slouch, obviously. Um, Draymond Green is also leading uh, the Warriors in every statistical category except scoring. Um, so Draymond is going to step up and be huge, but I think as far as who you're going to see fill that Iguodala role, to me it's it's Looney. Maybe we'll get um, an extra dose of Jordan Bell, but Looney's, Looney's probably going to be the guy that, that steps up here. Along, I think, with Draymond, I think Draymond's going to score uh, more than the 11 points he's averaging so far in the in the playoffs. I kind of love Draymond. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes home the Finals MVP. And yeah, I think Bell's going to be sneaky in this series. Yeah, he defended Kevin Love more than anybody else during the regular season, 60 times in two games. Um, so that's definitely noteworthy. Didn't really play great. Um, they 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 did as a team, but Love scored pretty well on him. But that was when he was young. Who knows? But I think he could be a factor. Uh, I do want to see Nick Young guard J.R. Smith and vice versa. Like I'm definitely rooting for that. Um, that would be amazing. So he may be a factor. Um, but yeah, I, I think it really depends. And I guess we'll go back to Cavs. Do you think that Tristan Thompson kind of takes a back seat a little bit? I mentioned in the last pod he was basically last on the team in net rating besides Isaiah Thomas, who's not on the team anymore. So like, how do you think that? Do you think they go small all the way, or like how often? Like basically, what I'm saying is like how often do you think we see Draymond at the five? And so forth. Well, this whole Kevin Love being injured thing brings Tristan Thompson to the forefront because, I mean, him and Jeff Green are really well, and Larry Nance. I mean, th- those are the guys they can use to to fill the the hole left by Love. So, I mean, I think Tristan Thompson is, is gonna is gonna have to play twenty minutes. Even against even against the running warriors, um, without love, without love, yeah. Um, but with but I, love, though, love will be I back before the series is over, though. I think. Yeah, he should be. He should be at some point. But uh, the series may be close to being wrapped up by the time we see him. So, uh, but you know, I, I I don't know, man. I I just don't see how the warriors are are not going to beat. Yeah. A one team. They're heavy favorites. Uh, I mentioned. I think Larry Nance is going to be sneaky in this series. So I he think should. if they do that, yeah, they could run Draymond at the five. So then they could go small. I want to see some Pat McCall out there. I think that's going to happen. But yeah, they could go with. Well, I think Livingston could be sneaky in this series. Um, really good length on defending threes. Like pretty much, it comes down to keeping LeBron. If you're, if LeBron's going to go off, you pretty much have to defend the perimeter. Um, if they're, if they're going to win these games, which they definitely can do. And I think Livingston's up to the task there. I thought he played pretty well. and He was pretty much the fifth-best player, I think, in the Houston series on, on the entire body of work. Like, obviously, there were flashes of Looney, flashes of Bell. But I thought, overall, like, Livingston was a steady hand. So I think he's probably, if, without Iggy, like, I think... And he could even start, too, man. Like they, I think that's an option for them, to start him. Because, again, they're going to have to defend the perimeter really well. Um, you could put. I don't think you put. You could put Durant on Tristan. Definitely yeah. has a link there. Like actually, um, Durant defended LeBron more than anybody else. Again, that's when they went small during the season, so that's definitely noteworthy. But yeah, I could see them putting Dre on LeBron or even a little bit of KD, uh, and then put KD on Tristan or Nance or whoever they put at the five. They, LeBron at the five too. Like there's a lot of. I feel like Tyloo's got to really pull some random stuff out here, man. Like they're such underdogs. Yeah, and I, I think the key, the key for Cleveland is they need 
Like, they need Kyle Korver to get open and make shots. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. I said Kyle Korver has to go off to make the series go six. If I was the Warriors, I would have a lockdown defender on Kyle Korver and make sure that every three he takes is off balance with a hand in his face. Yep. Livingston, um, I think, would be great in that role. Yeah. Yeah, he would be. Um, and props to Sean Livingston, man. Way to go. Way to way to overcome the worst knee injury I've ever seen in basketball and, and become a come back and be, be an important part of your team. You're such a successful team and uh, I, such a great the image is in my head now. Ah, oh, I can't, can't, can't take it out. <laughs> What's that? The image is in my head. Like his knee just going. <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool, though. What a great story. Um, And and the other story that's awesome, if you haven't read or watched the Kyle Korver uh, losing his brother story, um, it's pretty awesome stuff, and and pretty uh, it's pretty sad. And uh, just four boys, they all play basketball, and they lost one of them. And you know, the fact that he's back and and fighting through that is is pretty awesome story too so there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of cool soap opera kind of stories in the nba um surrounding these finals and with colangelo and (laughs) sixers and everything there's a lot of good stuff that if you are an nba fan like you've had no shortage of cool stories and and interesting angles to check out um in between these these games so. that too the timing of the calendula thing like when there's no games on like it's it was like in every sense it was perfect like it's almost too good to be true like honestly if you had a great story to put out in may when you put it out like i'd pick that day because you the nba already preset the finals are on the 31st so if they both swept which obviously didn't happen you want to put a story out when there's downtime so like it's, I feel like that's possible. Sorry to go back to the Calendula. Th- I'll, I'll go back to the Calendula thing. Whatever. Ah, damn well, please. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, For the rest of your life. Yeah, it's like uh, I was on my phone like legit all the time the past couple days. Like it was almost like bad. I can't get over. It. Okay, um, let's talk about the Warriors again. So let's look at some lineups they use against the Cavs. Again, different team, really. Uh, Curry didn't play in one. Curry didn't play in Christmas. But the lineup that they use most, which is kind of surprising, is Iggy, not using him, Livingston, David West, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson. It's really the only the reason why every other lineup that's in the top, wow, a lot. Oh uh, yeah, at least like twenty lineups was only used for one game, so that's why. Um, and then number two lineup they used was Clay Durant. Pat McCaw, Draymond, and Bell. Um, that was minus 29. Um, that was really the, one of their worst decent used lineups. But again, we really don't know anything was what it's the point I'm making. So, um, yeah. I mean, what, what? I guess I'm back to the question here. Do you, do you think like Nick Young or anybody or just lean on Livingston more? Um, I, I think Livingston is, is going to be going to be the guy. Um, the, Nick Young, I, I'm praying like you alluded to earlier, that we see Nick Young and J.R. Smith getting a shootout. Um, I think it'll happen in at least one game. Like, one of them will hit a three, and then the other one will come down and hit, hit a three, and then they'll both just lose their minds and yeah. shoot it every time until we get a timeout. Like, that could be really fun. Uh, Clay, Clay is sort of the overlooked guy on this team, and he was so good uh, in the last game um, that they played against Houston. Last and he was. Two. 
pretty good in that whole series, you know, averaging almost 21 points. Like, Clay is a huge, huge piece to this whole thing. Um, I sat and listened to some kid tell me that Stephen Curry was the most overrated player in the NBA, and he's not good like he used to be. And I was like, dude, he's coming off serious injury. He now has the second or first best player in the NBA playing next to him. So obviously his stats are going to take a, you know, he's not, he doesn't have to be the man every time down the court. So he's, he's still the same guy. He's just not, he's just in a different role. But, um, you know, I, everybody got mad at, at Durant when he went to the Warriors and took the easy way out. And I see why people are mad. I mean, I don't know how a team with LeBron James and a bunch of guys <laughs> competes against Draymond, Durant, Curry, and Clay Thompson. And then you throw in Iguodala. You throw in a veteran, a tough guy like David West. You've got Livingston, who's the ultimate role player. And you got Nick Nick Young, Swaggy can, can get hot at any time. I mean, it's just it's not really a, a fair fight. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the. Two. You mentioned Clay. I don't know. I feel like Clay's gonna be quiet. Like it's crazy. Clay was just so clutch. Like I feel like if Clay didn't go off the way he did, they probably they may not have advanced. Like Clay was was just awesome. But um, let's talk about Curry for a sec. I, I think he's gonna go off, man. Uh, he's my Finals MVP pick. He mentioned yesterday that he doesn't care. He's like, as long as we win, I don't care. But, like, this is his team, man. He's, you know, announced last. He was the last one to speak during the victory parades and stuff. Like, it's Curry's team. And the fact that he hasn't won a Finals MVP yet, like, I feel like whether he likes it or, or whether he'll say it or not and he won't, like, I feel like that's a factor. But I feel I feel like, and I said it, I said Curry's going to drop 30 per game against the Rockets, which is wrong. But I'll say it again, man. I think Curry's going to go off. Like, they have no one that could guard him. George Hill's fine on ball. But, like, you put a couple drag screens and stuff to get Curry free, like, it's a wrap, man. If Curry shoots, and he shoot as bad as he's been, quote-unquote, he's still shooting 60 true shooting percentage, which is pretty good. So, yeah, um, I, I think Curry's going to have a signature moment here. Well, and that's what I was going to say. You mentioned him. Like, he's going to be bringing the ball up the court, and he's going to see George Hill standing in front of him. And, I mean, it's just not... It's it's not a good matchup for for Cleveland and Curry should be able to to do whatever he wants um, to George Hill. So, I mean, that's the other thing, man. I mean, I think Curry's going to have a good series. I think Curry wants to win the MVP, and I think Curry's a favorite to win the series MVP. But then I look at Draymond Green. I'm like, Draymond Green could easily be the MVP of this series, especially. If he gets it done offensively and guards LeBron for most of the series, then you look at Kevin Durant. You're like, well, Kevin Durant could easily be the MVP. Like it, it's endless. And, um, but yeah, I think I think Curry against Hill, man, that's so tasty. Like after you put LeBron in your lineup, I think you, the next guy you try to get in there's Curry. Yep, I'm with you there. You can put him in for the number two spot. Um, I think if Draymond wins MVP, and I, I hate triple doubles, I think they're very overrated. But I think if he probably needs two triple doubles to kind of get the cachet, I guess for the for the MVP. But I wouldn't be surprised if Durant wins it either. I mean, Durant's leading the team in usage at thirty one point four, um, so been kind of cruising. Also, at, uh, just a shade under sixty two shooting. It's crazy. They have basically two guys, and I, I called it. I always call it the sixty thirty club. Guys that have 30 usage rate and 62 shooting. So super high volume, pretty efficient. 
And like they have two guys basically doing that um, in the postseason. So yeah, I think I definitely think I think Katie's probably my number two pick for Finals MVP, and then probably LeBron after that, um, and then I guess Dre and then Clay after that. Yeah, are we, are we uh, on the same page there? I would. You sound like you have Dre over over Katie. Well, I mean, it depends on how the series plays out. I mean, but. Uh, Let me tell you why I don't think it's going to be Draymond. Blowouts. Like, I don't think there are going to be many signature defensive moments for Draymond Green to make in this series. Like, I feel like if Draymond, he's, again, he either has to have two or three triple doubles in a longer. Okay, so the longer the series goes, the more likely I think it'll be Draymond. But if it's four and done, like, it's going to be Curry or Durant. Well, right. like it or not, I think the people that vote, they it's true they voted Iguodala the MVP of the finals that cut, you know, a few years ago. But typically it's the guy that's leading the offense and and doing all the flashy um headline stuff which that's a lot more Durant than it is Draymond. So I I I think I'd give Curry Durant Draymond. All right. I think we're ready for predictions here. I made mine on Tuesday. I said sweep. Sweep. <laughs> yeah. You've said sweep a lot this. I do. This I I don't ever 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 pick against the Warriors ever. I never will. When you have the best isolation player ever, and I, I how do you think Curry's overrated, man? I think Curry's <laughs> one of the most underrated players for the ability the way he stretches the floor out, man. Like he gives you so it's so hard to guard that guy. To guard a guy like off ball coverage is so hard. Like if you play, and most people have played basketball before, like basketball. Try guarding a guy that's moving around all the time. Like it's it's so tiring, and like it's it wears him out. It wears out. Like it makes you switch more. And Zach will point this out. Like how locked in do you have to be to like switch everything like that? You have to be so sharp mentally to do that, and like consistently being on the same page as your teammates. Like it's just a lot of mental work. And like it just makes it so hard on your defense to guard that guy. So I, I just I think if, if anyone thinks Curry's overrated, I, I just I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Okay. Well, and that's what's that's what's hard about being in our jobs and and like walking into a restaurant and like I live in a small town. Everybody here knows what I do, and people love to talk to me about basketball, and they love to tell me, "Oh, here's what I think." And <laughs> and most of the time, it's just so dumb. <laughs> It's so hard to listen to, and I'll be like, "Hey, let, let's talk about baseball." Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about something else. But uh, as far as the prediction goes, I am gonna go with the Warriors in six games. Ooh, Ryan had five. I'm gonna go six. We got that different. And I'm gonna pray that I'm wrong. I want i I don't want to. I don't want this season to end for LeBron James. Like I just want to keep watching him play. Um. So I, I hope it goes seven, but I'm I'm gonna go with six. I asked Ryan this when on LeBron. How long is he gonna play, man? Like, seriously, like Ryan and I were like, I, Ryan's like he's gonna be great for another three ish years, I think he said, and I was like he's gonna be great for another six or seven. Like he's gonna, I think he's gonna be good until he gets to forty. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm, insane. I was gonna say five. Like okay, so we're in the middle. We're all Ryan's the short guy, I'm the big guy, and you're here in the middle. Yes, but okay. Yeah, so I how long is, how long is he gonna play? Like, how long is he gonna play? Is he gonna play in it, like mid forties, man? Like, I, I, I bet he is. I bet, I bet he plays till he's forty for sure. Like, I'd be shocked. And one thing I didn't mention the last time, 
Like, I feel like he wants to own a team. So I think him playing longer, obviously that helps the case. Um, so that that could definitely help. Um, but yeah, he, he and oh, if he bolts, man, like it's crazy how much how much does he value his legacy, you know? Yeah. How, how old is Dirk? Dirk's gonna be forty this year, I think. So he's he's only gonna be forty. I was thinking, but I was Dirk thinking Dirk is not. Well, although credit to Dirk though, like he's really lengthened his career a lot. Like Ryan and I said this too. Like we we write Dirk off every year when we do the draft guy. I never put him over seventy five. And like he, he had keeps a good year, man. Yeah, he's gonna be forty in next month. There's yeah, in the nineteenth. So. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I. I think LeBron will play until, until you know, like Jordan. Jordan's final season when Jordan finally started to tail off. I mean, I think once once LeBron starts tailing off and he's not he's not just a dominant bad A that he's gonna. So you don't think gonna, you think once he starts trailing off, he'll kind of dip out. I think uh, so. I don't. I well, I. Don't. So you okay? So based on your timeline, you're thinking thirty eight. He'll start to decline just a shade. Yeah. Okay, so looking at Dirk, the la- he started to fade, really, I guess you'd say, 2013-14. He scored 22 points a game, and then the next year, um, well, he had a, a bigger dip the previous, but he was hurt that year. But then he, So he dropped from 22 to 17, um, and he was pretty healthy in both of those seasons. So that's... Four years of the fifth, he's gonna have a fifth year of decline. So that's what I'm thinking, man. Like, I think he's gonna be great for like six more years, and then you know, four or five years of declining. So I think he's gonna play till he's like 44. Like he's, <laughs> I, I, I've said this before. Like I think he's legit gonna play against his son at some point. This is gonna be <laughs> so cool. I don't know how LeBron is still great. Um, that's the thing, five, man. We don't. We've never five, seen this before. Six, it's we've never seen this before. I don't know how he's still going to be great in five years. Maybe he will be, but well, we I don't know. no one's ever been this great in year fifteen ever, like even close. No. Any sport, I guess quarterback doesn't count though. I don't think quarterback counts, but like baseball, you don't usually see guys ball out in their fifteenth year. I mean, maybe Mike Trout will. I'm not too well versed <laughs> in baseball, but like Albert Pujols, for instance, he really faded once he got into what year twelve, thirteen. He really just started dropping off. Like this dude's just never hurt. And like he just keeps going and going and going. For him to play, he's going to play at least, what, 104? He's played 100 games now. So he's going to play at least 104 games combined with that amount of workload. Like, it's ridiculous. It's it's crazy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a tank, man. He is. All right. I think we're good. So you got Warriors in six. I got him in four. Ryan's got him in five. Um, finals MVP pick? Did you decide on one? Curry, we're going Curry. I think Ryan would have Curry as well, so we're all going to say Curry there. But um, be the, what? What would LeBron? Uh, let's just end on that. But I think if LeBron gets MVP, it's got to be like 40, 10 and ten, which could happen. I was saying if I will take that bet five to one, but LeBron goes 40, 10 and ten. Like I definitely think that could happen. And I, as I'm picking the Warriors to win, I'm I'm secretly hoping that Cleveland wins four games. That would give us I, so much I, more I, to talk about in the offseason. I would love to see the Cavaliers beat this Warriors team. It, it would, it would be the icing on LeBron's cake, man. And, and actually, if, if they if they won this series, he could 
he could legit just walk away, drop the mic, and be done, which he wouldn't. But no, he would never. Absolutely. Oh, one thing too, yeah. I wanted to mention too. Uh, he snubbed Dan Gilbert uh, after the Game Seven win. There's video of him, like you know, Gilbert was giving everyone high fives, and like LeBron snubbed him. Like, uh, Dipset, I don't know if he's bouncing that. We're still waiting. We're still waiting for LeBron's uh, I think player. LeBron's going. Season, I said. Right? I said LeBron's going the whole time. Do you think he's going? Do you think? Do you think this this outcome affects him? Like, if he gets swept, that probably helps the likelihood he gets. Because they're screwed. They're screwed cap wise. Like he's gonna have unless they really like like we've been saying they'd have to trade that eight pick to get cap relief, which they could do. But if if they know LeBron's gonna be there, then yeah, sure, you definitely do that. You trade that eight pick for. Cap relief, like no doubt. Well, if I'm LeBron, I'm looking at Brad Stevens and the Celtics, and then I'm looking at my own team, and I'm thinking I got to get out of here while yeah. I can. Like I said in the last pod, they have they the Celtics were like the deepest team, and the Cavs are not. They're like one super duper 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 star. Sorry, I talked over your muffle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like the, this he needs help, man. Like it's crazy. He he doesn't, but he kind of does against this team. He does the Warriors. Well, and this, this, I saw a thing on the Celtics um, where somebody was like, remember when Oklahoma City had Harden, Westbrook, and Durant? And they're like, it's okay, we're young, there's plenty of time to get it worked out. Now, mm. that team's been blown apart. Somebody was saying the same thing could happen to the, Sixers, or to the Celtics. I don't think so, man. I think that Celtics team loves Brad Stevens, loves Danny Ainge, loves each other, and I, I think they're going to stay together. And I think they're going to dominate the East for the next 10 years. And the Sixers. Oh, another great point someone brought up um, to get back to Colangelo. So Are we going to finish on a burner note? Yeah, we'll finish on a burner note. Uh, I think Dan Lambertard mentioned it because the ringer obviously is run by Bill Simmons, who's a diehard Celtics fan. So if that story came out and they ID'd it was Ainge, like say hypothetically it was Ainge, would the ringer have run that? You know, because yes. it would have been, I think, I don't know. It's a legit question. I think they would have. Yeah, and also too, like there, like again, or the, the person, the person that clued the ringer in on it, might have just gone to a different place to do it. Yeah, might have gone straight to the Woj. <laughs> nice, man. I hope. What if that story's? What if that story's wrong, dude? Oh man, I don't think it can't be though. It has to be. It has to be something with that, whether it be his wife or something. There's too many. I can't wait. I cannot wait for this house. Like I, I was, I, I'm surprised. Look, the first thing I do is, um, and this morning I looked at my phone and I was because I'm on the West Coast. I was like, wow, Clangelo's not fired yet. <laughs> Every morning I wake up, that's the first thing I'm gonna do is look, look at my phone. Like, oh, Clangelo's not fired yet. Like, it's got, they got, they gotta be there, man. Like, you can't go into free agency, huge free agency year, and they have the number ten pick. Like, you need, you need to have this figured out. Like, such a bad look, and he, like even he admitted to partial, like he admitted to part of it. Like he's, oh, I only have one burner account. Sure you do. <laughs> he only has one, but his wife has like twelve. Yeah, I wonder if there's more that we don't know about. I know. I was just gonna say, there's probably there could be even more out there. Yeah. Oh god, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for how this unfolds. I'm seriously more pumped about that than the finals, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I've been saying, I love this matchup. I think it's going to be fun. And I love watching the Warriors play. I always root for them, but I'm, I'm way more pumped about Colangelo. Well, happy finals opening day, everybody. And uh, with Pop. that, 
Let's roll out of here. I got to take a kid to the doctor. Pop your collar, get a ladder, enjoy the game, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, Steve. Isn't it get a medium-sized ladder? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kick him in the bleep. <laughs> medium-sized oh, ladder. It's That's so big good. And, and just if you, have listen, if you haven't, like, just type in Calendula on Twitter and, like, just look at the stuff. Oh, and one other thing, too, that was hilarious. Sorry. Um, there's, like, a Borat joke. Like, ah, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. She make a burner come for me. Yes, very good. <laughs> this dude, this dude is black. Not unless I burner counts. All right, oh we'll stop. Now. All right, so for real, we're leaving. You guys enjoy the finals. Hopefully, it's close. Hopefully, we get the Colangelo news. We'll probably talk about it on Tuesday and the Thursday after that, and after that until it's gone. I love the story. So again, enjoy the weekend as well. And thanks for coming on, Steve. <laughs>